Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. So, welcome to a very unscripted, very random, uh, very late night show of the episode of the Rick Shields Golf Show podcast. It is 10 minutes to 11 p.m. Wow. Me and Guy have been on a few little brewskis. Mm-hmm. We are still on the brewskis. So if you want to tune in to the YouTube channel to watch us in a very different location to our studio. Is it a chalet? I would classify it as a chalet um, if it was its posh term. It's a lodge. Mm-hmm. Uh, we are very pleased and very happy to be down very close to Royal St. George's this week here at the Open Championship, the 149th, and uh, doing some work with MasterCard this week. We've got another podcast coming out later this week. A biggie. A very biggie. I've got a special guest on there. I managed to interview Victor Hovland, which is going to come out on Thursday. This should be Wednesday. That should be tomorrow. Exciting times for everybody. Now, we wanted to treat everybody because we didn't have opportunity to do our normal Tuesday podcast. Lots was going on in the Mm. world. First off, England... We're in the Euros final against Italy. Yes. And I decided, because I was going to be rough, I expected everyone else to be rough, so I gave everyone off, everyone the day off on Monday. Very kind of you. Kind of backfired, because we didn't win the Euros, and I wasn't really rough, and no. it was a horrible day. To be honest, we wouldn't be able to do much anyway, would we? Could have done a podcast, though. We could have done a podcast. That's a very good shout. So I apologise you didn't get your normal Tuesday podcast, but hopefully we're going to make up with it with two fantastic episodes. Mm. <laughs> This episode, and then a fantastic episode. Tonight, well, this one could go one or two ways, because you've had, you four beers deep, five beers deep. I think I'm five beers deep, yeah. Really, you're so deep at the minute. you are, like, surprisingly. I've had four, this is my fourth cider. Wow. I've I've been tactical, I've had a few waters in between. Nice work. Because we did play nine holes before. We did play nine holes. We had boogies, beers, banter. (laughs) Butties. Butties. (laughs) Long drives, <laughs> short drives. It was an interesting day. It was. We played at the golf course that we are staying at. I don't think we should say that yet, just in case we get There's some super fans. of Rick Shields fans coming. Super fans come here tomorrow night. Mm-hmm. But it's a golf course close by. It's a really nice setting. Uh, we're staying in lodges nearby, and we played nine holes, the back nine. And the first time, the golfers 
that work at Rickshills Media, barring mm-hmm. Tim, who doesn't play golf, we had a match. We did. So it was me and Matt versus you and Harry. What was the score in the end? I think we won three and one. Three and one? Was it? Did you did you par the seventeenth? Yes. Yeah, two and one then. Uh did I par the seventeenth? Yes, I did. Or did we hit win on the hole before that? What was seventeen? The par three. Par, little par three. Yeah, parred that. Yeah, we parred, parred that. Anyway. Um apart from that, nothing else happened. No, you nobody, drove. Nobody hits it longer than me. Getting short in your old age now, aren't you? I'm getting really short. Set the scene. We came to a really good par four. Yep. And you went, right, let's have a long drive comp. Yeah. There's you, medium me. to long hitter. There's me, medium to long hitter. There's young Matt behind the camera, who's a long hitter. And there's Harry, who's behind the camera, who's a potential long hitter. He's got it in the locker. I stood up, hit one. <laughs> I said that mine was hit well, 93%. It was like not perfect, but I was I was happy with it. You absolutely no, I crunched, no, Jaws. I, I said, I, I reckon mine was 95%. So crunched Near crunched. and then matt absolutely banged one so he was the longest he won fine whatever but you were i was one yard behind you yeah sure how far were you matt 16 yards ahead of you he was 16 yards ahead of me so you were like 17 yards ahead of me christ harry didn't unfortunately find the fairway but We'll continue to fight another day. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I feel like we've got a lot to discuss. We've kind of started off this really mellow, but we should really it's be singing, all singing, all dancing, because this weekend, the momentous occasion of the 11th of July, even though England did not win the Euros, which I was uh-huh. devastated about, which we'll come on to in a minute. <laughs> you became a big football fan in the last two weeks. a huge football fan. <laughs> Goes to games and everything. Go to all the games. I'm a, I'm a proper England fan. Our boy, Min Woo Lee, he won the frigging Scottish Open. We said he was one of the best golfers, if not the best golfer we've ever seen up close and certainly it filmed with. Obviously, we've been fortunate to see like Tiger hit balls at the Open before, but you can't really say that's like, you've not been with him, have you? But we said, and you said, he's the best golfer you've ever played with. It's been proven to be right. He was the, he's definitely the best golfer I've ever played with. Did I... Mentioned the pod- obviously we did the podcast with him, which yes. was a few episodes ago. Hopefully you've heard that. That's that's the lad. That lad who we did the podcast with has just gone on to win a Rolex Rolex series event. He's won million plus pounds worth of prize million money. Pounds. Plus I actually Sorry. don't know what the total is. I think I heard rumours it was one point nine million. I think it's just over a million quid. So he's now a millionaire if he wasn't already. He has got access to probably all the majors for next year, I would guess. He got access into the, this week's Open Championship here at Royal St. George's. Yes. Um, his world ranking now has gone to like maybe 50 or 60th, roughly. I don't think it's quite that high. But let me just double check, no, I think it is. is it? I thought it was like 90 yards, but let me just check. You might be right. He um, has unlocked the potential to play on a European Tour much more, PGA Tour potentially. He's just killed it. And hand on heart, and I mentioned it in the podcast after maybe we filmed with uh, Minwoo Lee and after the podcast, he is hands down the best golfer I've played with so far because his skill level far exceeds anything I can achieve, even close to it, even close to it. That birdie he made, so if you if you didn't see it, I'm sure a lot of people will have done, he won on the first playoff hole against two other guys. Is that right? There was three of them all together. And he uh, made Matt Fitzpatrick and, and Tom Dettree, uh, D- 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 whatever. D- 
and he made a birdie. He saw, was it like a, an 18 footer to win, a 15 yeah. to 18 footer? Yeah, maybe a touch closer. And he, they, that was a proper putt, wasn't it? Like, yeah. that was one of those putts where he obviously saw the line, committed to it, and just boxed it off. Yeah. To win a million quid. Shoot 64 in the final round. Outrageous golf, that. Gets into the playoff. Could have easily won it outright. He left it on the lip on the eight, on he the 72nd hole. Just on the lip, agonizingly. Three-man playoff. Loads of pressure. Playoffs can recently have been going a long, a long mm. way. We've mentioned a couple of times on the PGA Tour. I think there was seven holes recently, a playoff. Like, three-man playoff can go for many, many, many holes. He steps up there. Bombs driver down the 73rd hole, the first playoff hole. It's a beautiful iron shot into, like I say, 12 foot or so. Three perfect it, shots. Boxes it. Legend. How chuffed are you on a scale of 1 to 12? It really helped me um, overcome the disappointment of Sunday evening. And knowing that I can't have both things happen in one day. Like, if Minwoo Lee had won the Scottish Open and England had won the Euros, I'd have almost felt too greedy. <laughs> I'd have always felt too perfect. That, that's too much. I had an Indian that night. I had friends around. We had loads of drinks. The kids were having a great time. Like if England would have won, as well as Ming Lee winning, I just don't think that could have worked. So I apologize to everyone listening. It's kind of my fault that England didn't win. Yes, because I wanted Ming Lee to win so much. I must admit, I, obviously, I didn't watch much of the golf bar Sunday. I got really into it. And I don't normally get that behind somebody because we'd filmed with him, we'd spent some time with him, we had like food with him, we kind of got to know him to some degree. I did feel really invested. And when he won, I actually was unbelievably chuffed. And I put a bet on him for the Open. So if he wins the Open, I'll be even more chuffed. We'll talk about bets. One of our fantastic listeners, I don't actually know his name, I don't think I got it, who put in the Facebook podcast group, okay? Because a lot of people who listen to the podcast have rightly so become huge Minwoo Lee fans. Of course. Huge. If you've not seen the videos I did with him, he featured the Break 75 at King's Barnes, mm-hmm. which we titled My Perfect Round of Golf. And he also was my phenomenal playing partner when we played St. Andrews in reverse. I mean, that's only me and the new Scottish Open champion who have who have, who have done that recently. Yeah. Just Somebody in the podcast group put a bet on him at, let me work out the odds here. Don't really know the odds. Anyway, in, in long story short, he won £10,400. Oh, my days. I think he put £400 on Minwoo Lee to win each way at 200 to 1. Does that sound about right? No. No, 50 two, Sorry, two, it was two, he put £200 on each way, so the total stake was £400. Right. He bet. He had him at 41 to one to win. Oh yeah, so it must have been during like about the, right. the, the third round or something. I'm and he won ten thousand four hundred pounds. That's outrageous. You're welcome, that listener. Should give us a cut, really. You are welcome. Um, so yeah, really happy for Minwoo Lee. I managed to message him. We had a few little exchanges. Um, I actually met his sister, who is we mentioned on the podcast. Mm-hmm. I met her at Centurion just the week before uh, because we actually went down and we've got some videos with with. I feel like we've got a load of talk. A lot here. happened since last week. So last week we went to the uh, Ar- 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 Aramco, Aramco, Aramco event down at Centurion. I've had a few beers, and that was one of the first events we've covered for a long time since well before COVID. Well, hen, no, the only one I did was Wentworth. Yeah, at but that's Westwood. But that was that 
when the event was on, was that yeah. a practice round or fair dues? Then no, yeah, no, no, the event wasn't officially on. It was a practice round. Yeah, okay, but there yeah, was no fair dues. spectators or anything. So yeah, it was an event. Didn't feel this one felt this, this felt a bit more like even still a practice round. We went, but it was people were going. It was felt more kind of real. And you, you're a bit of a a lucky charm. I didn't. You know what? For a while, I've kind of suspected it. But recently, I think it's confirmed it. Why? Well, explain this to me then. So, right, we had Minru Lee, just mentioned. Correct. One. Filmed with Rick Shields I've recently. I filmed with him two two times. We did a podcast with him. He goes and wins one of the biggest events of the year. On the LPJ Tour this weekend, I'll try and say name correctly, NASA Hattacotcha. Correct. Won on the LPJ Tour. Who, before Minru Lee... I would honestly say was the most impressive golfer I've ever played. I'd agree. With. She was awesome. She won, though, slight default, because the event got called off after f- 54 holes. She still won. But she still won. And she played That's with my the lucky on, Yeah, exactly. And then, so this weekend, just this week just gone, you went to the Aramco, which is an actually a ladies' European tour event. Is it co-sanctioned with the LPJ as well? I, I think just, there's just some LPJ players that come get invited. Over it. There's big purses. there's quite a bit of money involved. Big money. And it's weirdly, it's a three pros play together with one amateur. And there's a captain of each team, I believe. 36 captains in total. And they get to do almost a draft pick at the start yeah. of the week. They pick two pros and then one amateur gets chucked in. Yeah. I was invited to be one of the amateurs to play. <laughs> a plus one. But I decided not to. You still went had a good time though I for did. the practice round, and we filmed the video which won't be out yet. What's well, not out yet with Olivia Cowan? Yes. And how did she get on in the event, Rick? Um. Oh yeah, she won. Yeah, she won the team <laughs> event. So Olivia Cowan, I did a video with her where um, a bit similar to the Westwood video we did at Wentworth, where mm-hmm. I caddied for her for five holes. We tried to shoot under par. Weirdly, this week she didn't have a caddy. So I could have actually been Did a caddy. She actually pulled a trolley all the time. She pulled then. a trolley and cleaned oh her own clubs days. and picked her own distances. And save money. Save money. I messaged her after and said, not only did you win, but you also managed to save some money because you didn't have to pay a caddy. That's ridiculous. Um, she went on to win, a, win the event. Like I said, I think it was a massive purse, which was crazy. Um, the video, I think the video, people are going to really enjoy that video. I, I yep. enjoyed making it and I feel like if I really enjoy making it, it typically comes out in the video and it's normally a really well-received video. I tell you what I always think when we've been to what we've not been to many women's well I haven't been to many women's tournaments but I've been to a handful now. When you see them on the range, which we did again at that event at Aramco, I almost think it's more impressive than watching the men. Yeah. Because the swings obviously a bit slower, but they're so like smooth and they get so much from the speed they generate and into ball speed and yeah. into distance and they're so accurate and it's we also spent some time with Anne Van Dam. which is another video coming soon. Yeah. So Anne Van Dam, if you don't know, she she's the longest. It. Lady tour player on the LET, definitely on the LPJ last year for yeah. certain. Not currently on the LPJ, just because she's not played in many events. Yeah, but she she total distance in the US and on the LPJ at two hundred ninety odd yards. She mullers it, and in the UK or the LET, shall I say on the European tour, she's averaging about two hundred eighty odd yards. She swings it ridiculous unbelievably pure so we did almost like a mini documentary almost like an interview style which again might come out this week we'll see how it works um we've got quite a few bits in the edit at the moment but she was fantastic to spend time with she was really good she's playing in the first ever olympics this year representing uh holland mm-hmm. um don't know she i don't think she did great in the event my luck can't extend that far do you know what i mean of course not. i'm only i mean she, she'll probably win this week right yeah. So uh, she's gone back over to the LPGA this week, actually. So that was a really fun video. Um, 
then after we filmed that, that evening, I managed to grab a ticket to one of the hottest, <laughs> oh, that was the right word, one of the hottest tickets in, in the world. Yeah. So, and a lot of it, I want to clear this up. A lot of people say, oh, you're getting a ticket because of corporate. I managed to get a ticket to the semi-final, England versus Denmark at Wembley, and it was absolutely incredible. It's not what you know, it's who you know. So, let me explain, because I heard of people saying, oh, look at you, your corporate ticket, you're not even that big of a football fan. I was a huge football fan You're a massive football fan. I fell out of love with football. Yeah. And now I'm back in love with football. Yes. I'm at the You're moment gone by next week. At the moment, I'm in a little breakup period because yeah. obviously the result didn't go our way in the end. But I managed to get a ticket. So a friend of mine who was ex-client of mine, Dan Rigby, who listens to the show, by the way. So big shout out to Dan. Like massive shout out. I feel like I owe him a lot and it's going to sting me in the butt at some point. So he went to the Germany match. The very next day, I saw it on his Instagram. And the very next day, weirdly, he texted me asking about a golf question. So I, I replied back to him. And I went, oh, by the way, how did you get a ticket to the Germany match? He went, well, actually, funny story. I've got tickets from the... I should have had tickets for the 2020 European Championship. But I'm, I've, I've now got your tickets for the semi-final and the final. I'm like, oh, my God. I said, listen, if you hear of any tickets, let me know, because I really want to go. Because weirdly, I was, we were, I was down in London. I was like, I desperately want to go. A couple of days later, he texted me saying, I've got a spare ticket. Do you want it? I'm like, yes, 100%. I said, what do you want for it? He went, nothing. So I feel like he's got an ace in his card where, like, I'll get a ticket to, like, the Masters one time, and he'll want to come with me. You'll have but to that's okay. I'll live with that. The atmosphere was out of this world. It looked ridiculous. Oddly enough, at a golf event, uh, sorry, at a football event, I mean, we've seen it slightly today. We went to the Royal St. George's, which we'll touch on in a minute, but we'll dive more into on that on Thursday's podcast. Yeah. Whether it's because people were more drunk... Even though I was at a football event, I've never been spotted more times ever in my life than I was at Wembley. Pictures. Pictures. People coming up to me, Ricky, Ricky, <laughs> Ricky. I feel like I'm more Ricky when people are drunk. Yeah. Um, but atmosphere was electric. Obviously, we won the match. I went out into town later in On London. The sauce, pure sauce. I was out till about 2.30 a.m. How many sauce did you have? Double um, figures. Yeah, it was saucy. <laughs> And then uh, it was yeah, it was just class. Really, like I say, really great atmosphere. And, and I think you even asked me a question afterwards. Does it compare to the Ryder Cup? Because you spoke to me on the phone. Yeah, after, I said that. Even though I could barely talk because my throat was just like it sounded very rough. Just all the shouting, all the screaming, all the cheering, the chanting. I've heard, I've learned a lot of new words. You know all the songs. I know all the songs. <laughs> yeah, I know everything now. A proper football fan. Well, the way you had a Millwall tattoo on your arm now. <laughs> And um, you said, you asked me, is the atmosphere better then or the Ryder Cup? And your answer was? 100% Wembley at that point. And you went to the... Have you been to, have you been to two Ryder been Cups? been to three, three Ryder Cups. Celtic Manor, France. Celtic Manor, Belfry. Oh, Belfry. And, uh, not Belfry, sorry. Have you been to two? But I have, because I didn't do Glen Eagles. Sorry, I've been to two. Celtic Manor and France. The first tee... I was lucky enough to be there Friday morning, first tee France, like mega, mega early. That was a, that was ridiculously amazing atmosphere, but but it was a different atmosphere. Do you think it, it's different because with the football, it's like you're so passionate for your country. Whereas with the Ryder Cup, obviously you want Europe to win, but you're more ecstatic just be at the event. Correct. If you get me, yeah. 
I, I found it really difficult to understand, at the, certainly at the Ryder Cup, how the players could, because it's so slow. Like, you have to get a ball and put it in the ground. Yeah. And you've got to do a practice swing. And you've got to hit a great shot in front of tens and tens of thousands of people. And you've got all that time and that everything must be going through your mind. Even though the ball's not moving, I found it phenomenal that they can stand up there and hit a great shot. Mm. Where in football, everything happens like that. Yeah. Bar penalties, <laughs> which we won't That's talk that about. Penalties. But like everything happens, you, you've got to react mm. so quickly, haven't you? Yeah, I get that. So that was amazing. Um, and then... We have made the journey down here today. I feel like everyone's getting a little bit tired. My left eye is going saggy. I feel that tired. <laughs> I can see Matt snoozing in the corner already. He looks um, out of it. We, uh, like I say, I filmed yesterday, which will be coming out Thursday, an interview with Victor Hovland, which was really good. Yes. So if my lucky charm's working... He'll win the Open. He's got to. Back him. Him or, him or Minwoo. I've got somebody on Win Minwoo. I think he's going to do it. Well... The one, the bets I've got come up to top twelve. So if you go each way, can you name a player who's won the Scottish then the Open? I don't, has it been done before? Yeah, Re- um, fairly recently. Back was it Phil Mickelson? I was yeah. going to say that, but I didn't do. He won the Scottish yeah, then the really, Open the week yeah. after. Um, so yeah, so that's going to come out Thursday, and then we came, we drove down here today, five and a half hours to get down here, Long which is a massive trek. So the Open this year, certainly if you're listening from America, let's set the scene of where the Open is this year. So it's the very southeast of England, so it's a long way down, and quite a long way to the east. Yeah, and it's a hard place for us who are from the northwest. It's like the opposite end of the country, totally. Wasn't a partic- wasn't a bad drive in terms of traffic, but long. Was yeah. it 270 miles for us, roughly, something like yeah. that? So it, it's right in the corner. It's on a it's on a patch of real estate which has some phenomenal golf courses on. So you have got Prince's, Royal St George's. I'm, I'm going to butcher the name slightly on this one. It's Port Port Sink Port Port Sink Royal Sink Royal Port Sink or Royal it, Port or Sink something I don't know. Um, Looked like up, three golf courses there that are all phenomenal mm. apparently. And Royal St George's hosted the Open ten years ago when Darren Clark won. Yeah. Um, and it's just one of those venues. I don't know the golf course that well. I've never played I it, don't. so I don't really know many of the holes. We had a little glimpse glimpse at one and eighty. It today. looks pure though. The bunkers, the greens, the fir- cool fact: a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. 
To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weightloss. That's plushcare.com slash weightloss. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Away. It looks... Very green. Mm-hmm. It looks very difficult. It was a little bit breezy out there today. The forecast this week is very dry. So the only thing that's going to defend it is wind. Yes. The rough looks astronomically Thick. hard, like ridiculous, because we play golf tonight just up the road, 28 minutes up the road at the golf course we're at today. And the rough here was brutal, yeah. like really brutal. So the Open Championship this week, I honestly think the roof, the rough is going to be the big factor. For me, it is. It's my, I've said this before. It's my favourite major. It's, it's between the Open and the Masters, but it is my favourite major. But a lot of people, obviously like Matt and Harry are with us today, have never been to an, an Open or a golf event, a proper golf event. For me, the Open, it's just special. And obviously last year we didn't have it. This year we have, so it's great that it's back. But just walking around, and we went to the range, and we watched Bryson smacking driver. Now, obviously everybody listening knows Bryson hits it a mile. But watching it in real life, it's, I would say, truthfully, hits it, it appears to be anyway, it, double the height of an average like golf shot. When you see it, when you see like, a good golfer at a golf club smack a driver, it looks double the height, doesn't yeah. it? Did you see him properly before? I did. It was hard to spot at first because we weren't super close to him. But you're right, the hang time he had. It's now, whether that's going to help him around the golf course like this week, who knows? Yeah, who knows? He might just try and brute it his way around. Cause Can you do that, though? Well, typically open golf courses aren't super long. So it's not the length that protects it. It's if you're offline, you're not in a fluffy line in the yeah. rough. Do you know what I mean? You're bunkers in bunkers as well a lot of the time. Thick, thick, thick rough. So, yeah, it'll be a really interesting week. Um, we spent a bit of time in the merchandise tent. We did. You got your wallet out. It was really nice I of did. you. You're welcome. What did you get again? I got a random an Adidas T-shirt. But where was you got the three like stripes, the logo? It was three golf club heads. Nice. Quite good. I might wear it tomorrow. I got this hat. Copy. If you want to, if you want to watch, no, this is nice. This is classy, <laughs> this one. So if you want to watch on the uh, YouTube, you can see my hat. Treated Harry and Matt some bits as well. So it, hopefully it's going to be a good week. We're down here till Friday. Um, got a little bit of social media planned. Looking forward to meeting more people when they're down mm. here. If you do see me around and about, come and say hello. Come see Guy. Um, if you want to buy us a beer. Yep. I'll say no. Oh, I'll have the beer, but I'll have the money that you would give me for a beer. I get you. So two pound fifty. Perfect. You're joking. Five pound fifty more, whatever. I was, think, I was thinking of Northwest prices. Then <laughs> I was going to say we're down south and we're at the open. It's probably about seven fifty <laughs> a pint. Um, so it should be a good fun week. Um, what else have we, have we covered? Anything else? Was there anything else that we need to talk about? Um, not massively. It, it, that's not a good thing to say. <laughs> not massively. I think we've run out with everything to say. We've got a lot of Facebook questions. Okay, should we fire uh, through? Yeah, let's fire through. It feels weird because part of me is really enjoying the chat. Um, part of me is a bit tired, but I want to power through. How I long think... have you actually been running for, Matt? Okay, let's do Let's yeah, jump let's for another ten, 10 more. Let's go. Um, right, okay. So there's been a lot of questions on Facebook. Um, Sean Harris, what's the best course you've ever played, Rick? Unpopular choice, but it, it the, is yeah. the best golf course I've ever played, Trump International in Aberdeen. 
don't know why I asked that one. And, I asked that loads of times. I'm sure people say, why is it the unpopular choice? It's just because it's got the name Trump to it. I'm not political, so I don't know the ins and outs of what's happening in America or whatever else or around the world, but I know he's a very polarising figure. So, Bit of a standard question, but I think it's a, it's a good one. I don't think we've quite covered yet from Justin Bignall. Who was going to win the Open? You said you Min Woo Lee's, but true, is that who you No, genuinely, believe? right now, hand on heart, and it, even though I've not put a bet on him, I think John Rahm's going to win. Mm-hmm. I, what? Just, I just think his game's so good at the moment. You know, he's... he's proven record on Lynx golf courses. He won the Irish Open a couple of years ago. Obviously, just coming off the back of the US Open win. I just feel like his game is so good. He's world number one. He's in a real happy place. Uh, the Europeans love him when he comes back over here. I just think he, he's just he's just a different level. He has every aspect of the game. Strength, power, creativity, skill, putting, um, short game, prowess. I think he's hard to stop. And I know it's not a big shout, he's number one in the world. Like it's not I'm not putting my neck out on the line here, but I just think he's got everything it needs he needs to have to win an open championship. Big question from David Paul. I've seen this a lot recently creeping up online on Twitter, okay. on Facebook. <laughs> not beef. Thoughts on the Garmin R ten device. I've seen a lot of these tweets. So let me just rest every put everyone's mind at rest. The Garmin R10, which if you don't know about it, it's a new launch monitor, portable launch monitor that costs £500. It's not only a launch monitor that you can set up just like solo and connect it to your phone. There's also ways of connecting it to a simulator software. I have been in the process of, we did some beta testing a few months ago and there was a couple of things that needed addressing. Those things now have thankfully been addressed. The version that's coming out now is the all singing, all dancing. I'm in the process of testing. Content, reviews, everything will be coming very soon. Can we just talk a little bit about some of the testing we did? Because I was impressed. So we went to the Marriott Golf Club. We did. a lot on film. And we went onto the driving range. We did. And... We were testing it. You had a device, an early, an early kind of sample, if you yeah. like. So you were giving some feedback. Obviously, people know you're a Garmin ambassador. So you get sent their products early. They value your feedback. Anything you think good or bad or indifferent, you feed that back. And that helps them make better product, basically, which is, is you you and you loved, you're in your element when you do that. Aren't you? You we did something that was really fun that I've, n- I've actually never done before. So, right. We had wanted to test this, Gar- this Garmin R10. So you had your GC quad, which yeah. is the all signal dancing like launch monitor, really, isn't yeah. it? It's twenty thousand pounds. Well, I think or if you bought it actually on its own, just a device, it's like fifteen thousand. But once you add all the extras on, all the software it's and everything else, it's like twenty grand. In it. It's yeah. very expensive, but it's the absolute pinnacle, if you like, of of, of golf uh, launch monitors. It's so accurate. It's it's just brilliant in it for coaching, for fitting, etc. Yeah. Um, so we had that one, and we had this Garmin R10, which is yeah. about five hundred quid. It is. We paced out 50 yards, yep. paced out 100 yards, and we paced out 150 yards. But not only that, then, we paced, paced well, it out and lasered it yes. with the Z82. Yes. It's also a Garmin product. But we like we made sure we were pretty much spot on. Yeah. We put an umbrella. open umbrella down, yep. very on brand, all of this. Hit balls to each each thing, and then you would stand, like say if I was going for the 50 yard, you would watch me hit it and go, right, that's bounced one yard in front. So it was 49. It was definitely 49 yards. We'd look at the numbers of the Garmin R10 versus GC Quad. It was very, very close. Yeah. So Very good. If that's not a little teaser, I don't know what it is. So stay tuned. There'll be content coming very soon. Do you, Just a quick note on that then. Do you, do you think there, there obviously is a place in the market, but what do you think of these kind of cheap, well, I say cheap, but they're obviously still a lot of money, but cheaper launch runs. Do you think there's something that people, golfers, Certainly, amateur golfers should be looking at, or 
can it start to confuse people too much with things like the angle of attack, the launch, the spin? What's your take on it as a PJ Pro? You, you, you're spot on. I've seen, I've seen less. What's the right word? I've seen golfers who, and, and I like to rate this. Like I feel like a lot of golfers have a not only a golf handicap, but they also almost have like a, a golf intelligence handicap. Mm-hmm. Okay, now some. A lot of people's golf intelligence handicap is um, through videos and education and self-learning is quite low. Like people do understand the concepts of swing path, face angles, angles of attack, all of that stuff now they do. Yeah. Other people don't. And that's fine. No, they don't need to know it. I think when it gets confusing is if you go into a device like a GC Quad or this new R10 or whatever it may be, when it's got so much data, it's understanding that data and, and knowing what is relevant to you. Yeah which is the biggest challenge because everyone wants to know, all right, well, how far do I hit it? What's my club head speed? But then as soon as you start getting into angle attack and spin rate and spin axes and um, club face rotation, like these numbers are crazy. It's a lot, yeah. And like I say, as a pro, I can take all those numbers on board and know what to pick from and know what to choose and, and then use that information to, to um, help educate my, my player that's in front of me. I fear sometimes if a higher handicapper golfer, and not only ability higher handicapper, but mental ability higher handicapper, if they got on that device, that might be quite challenging for them. But yeah, mm-hmm. it's one of those things. Hopefully everyone can learn a little bit from it. Like you said, though, the simple thing is with those, they give you your carry distance, your total distance, etc. Surely that's got to help. Mo- if you know how far you're hitting your irons, that's got to help your game, yeah, surely. 100%. Um, there's a lot of questions. Um, somebody <laughs> Rob laughing at Harry and Matt. <laughs> they look out. Matt looks absolutely <laughs> goosed. Um, Jake has asked, who's your favourite golfer right now? And you can't say Minwoo Lee, so don't say Minwoo Lee. Uh, my favourite golfer right now? Matt's trying to flex his muscles. You're on my team today and we won, so you carried us, actually. Uh, who's my favourite golfer? I know it sounds weird, and I said it not that long ago, so I don't feel like it's too weird and weird that we've got him on next week's podcast or next episode. I really like Victor Hovland. Mm-hmm. I just think he's cool. I think I like what he's doing. I really like um, uh, Colin, Mar- Colin Marikawa. Never met him yet. Love to meet him one mm-hmm. time. But I just think he's got a right attitude. I like I like a lot of the young kids, like Matt Wolf. I really like. Yeah. Like I like a lot of these kind of young twenty year olds who've hit the scene and and kind of not scared, not scared to go and win, not scared to post a number, not scared to do anything really. Yeah. And I, and you know what? I quite like Pulse. Like I do quite like Ian Pulse. Probably more on social media than maybe I don't say in real life because I've only met him a couple of times, but. Like you see, it shows a lot of behind the scenes in his life, doesn't I he? Like does that, that well? I like that, and I think he does a good job of it. Barry Bradley has asked us, "When will we draw the winners of the Moto Caddy?" But we've done that. Um, yeah, that done. was quite a number of weeks. When we had tubes on, I think. Yeah. So that was, and they've been contacted, and they're all getting sorted. Richard Gange has asked, "Will you be reviewing the tailor-made 300 Mini Driver?" Well, actually, I had an email today. I don't know if you saw that. I did. That we've been sent um, the, the sample one, so yeah. possibly look at doing something with. Weird, in it, Mini Drivers? We've not, I've not seen, well, I've seen obviously images of it, I've not held that one, put it behind the ball or anything yet, we've not, not got the sample yet, the, the um, one that you might do a review on. They're weird, aren't they? Yo, what are you kicking at? I'm just laughing at Matt. That was absolutely goose. Um, How long have you got left in you? Hours. <laughs> You've not got hours left in you. Um, for um, me, I, I just feel like they're a bit of a fad. 
But they must be selling. Yeah, that's what we said last week. But they must be selling. For me, I think they're a waste of time. Yeah. Hit your three wood or get a lesson that you drive. But like we said, tailor made, you know, they're they're all about profits like most businesses are, obviously. They're not going to make products still that just doesn't sell. You know what was a really, really, really good product that never continued? And honestly, I think if they still sold it now sold it now, it would crush it. One. What what would you think? Is I'm it a tailor made thing or? It was a tailor made thing, but any brand could do this. Um, not high, obviously. Rescue's hybrid still though. In, in the driver range. Um, go on, I don't know. So do you remember when Tailor made brought out sixteen degree driver? Oh yeah, the H. Well, was that not because they, that was because wasn't it? The slider was so low yeah, spin. But it but was yeah, a, yeah. Like it was an unbelievable club. Like for so many slow swingers, it's unbelievable because you got the massive head. Mm. Yeah, it launches a bit higher, but it's so easy to hit. I wish more brands would bring out a very lofted driver. Yeah, that's a good shout. Um, so I'm just scrolling through these. Anything else to say, Rich? Somebody said, did Guy win the shit shirt contest? I've got quite a bold shirt on. So if you're listening and you want to see that, click over to the YouTube video. Someone said, are you at Pontins? No, it's much nicer than Pontins. Well, I've never been to Pontins, but I guess it's probably nicer. Have you been, been to Pontins? Pont- you not Pontins? A while ago. What was the one that my missus? What was the one that Claire went to that time in Southport? And I had to drag her back because <laughs> it's horrendous. Yeah, that was, what Butlins, was that? Butlins. Butlins. That was Butlins. That was shocking. The pon- I've been to Pontins. It was nice. Someone's asked, "Did Rick loan your cap?" No, we just got one that's very similar. Probably a bit more of an upmarket version than mine. Any news on the Rick Shields merch from Scott? Yes, there is news. It's coming soon, isn't it? Hopefully, yeah. it is. It's so, coming soon. Well, I've been. If if you see me at the open this week, and this is a podcast exclusive, so I'm not posted anywhere else. I've got a pocket full of treats. You don't want to know what they are. <laughs> you might be disappointed when you get one. Well, I've got a pocket <laughs> full of treats. So if you come up to me and say, can I have a picture? Or, hey, Rick. Can I have the- a treat? <laughs> like, if you say to me, hey, Rick, have you got any of the good stuff? Yeah. Have you got any of that good stuff in your pocket? Oi, Rick, got any of the good stuff? Look for the man with a, uh, a cap on and a Millwall tattoo on his left bicep <laughs> and ask him for the good stuff and he'll uh, put it in the right direction. Um... There's, yeah, there's just a lot of questions. The problem is with these questions, there's some really good ones which we've answered, but a lot of them we've we've done in recent podcasts, yeah, so I kind of don't want to ask the, that one. I was asking them what your favourite golf course. As I said that, I remember we've we've done that quite recently. Um, Might have changed, though. So tomorrow we will do a little bit more. So tomorrow's podcast, Thursdays, as as Rick said, we've got Victor Hovland. Well, you've, got, you've had a really good chat with Victor Hovland. Yeah. I've not heard that yet, so I want to listen to that. I'm yeah, excited for that. Um, but we're going to go a bit more in-depth about the Open, what we've liked so far, what we've... I'll say what I've not liked. There's not much to not like. I don't think maybe a top there. five things to do at the open. Oh, nice, yeah. So that that can be in tomorrow's podcast. Because, like, I say we, how, how long do we spend there? Say, like two hours. Few hours, but not. We have not to do. Loads. We have to obviously do a little bit of work. We're doing some work with Mastercard, which again you'll listen to in the next podcast, mm-hmm. which is a great initiative for the open um, and for people around the world. Like, it's a good, it's a good, it's a good positive feeling thing that's taking place. Interesting so. as well. It was actually. Um, so yeah, podcast tomorrow. Um, hopefully you've enjoyed this. How long have we been running for, Matt? I'm happy with that. It's a short and sweet. It's, it's getting late. It's it's currently I'm twenty five very... past eleven. I'm not in bed for eleven. And you guys, you guys charge a lot for overtime, right? Massively, yeah. You're on double time right now. Yep. Triple time. <laughs> Harry wants good triple time right now. Um, right. Thanks for listening, everyone. Um, Any other things? Uh, only last thing, actually, um, just quickly. Th- tomorrow's is this open special with Victor. Next week, we'll be back to kind of a proper normal at the studio. So if we've got any 
Nightmare Golf Stories, Dear Ricks, yes. uh, Stupid Golf Rules, send them in, podcast at rickshields.com. How uh, are you, um, question for you. Go on. How are you feeling after the kind of... After last week? Peter oh. Podcast. Um, well, if we're going there. No. <laughs> Going there. No, no. Um, obviously, last week, well, we had two out this week, didn't yes. we? We had the first one with Pete, which is when he um, sat down and we spoke about um, the one that we did at episode 82, where I spoke about his game and stuff like that. And then episode 84 was when we had the normal kind of Pete came on as a guest. It was very laughing and joking. That, did that go down really well? That That's one? gone down well, yeah. 83, <laughs> so that's, I had a hell of a lot of comments that were negative, which I'm sure a lot of people have seen. Uh, there was like a 1,200 comments. Was there? And I got absolutely destroyed in the comments. Ouch. Um, obviously, it gets you down to some degree, because it's not nice seeing loads of people saying bad things about you. The one that was... was re- but it's a weird one, because everyone's entitled to opinion. So I had an opinion about Pete and stuff. Not about Pete, but about his game, which didn't go down very well. And I, I do sometimes... Obviously, I looked back at it and thought it wasn't... Some of it I'd said didn't come out very well. I didn't articula- articulate myself as well as I should have done. But also, things that you say, a lot of people take the wrong way, and that's obviously hard. And you never know as well, because for every bad comment you get, there's 10 people who loved of it course. who just don't comment. A lot of people... Like had a met, lot of DMs off met a guy in Liverpool who gave yeah. me really nice words. And then, but then, what those, you did, there was some guy that said something like... Uh, I deleted this one. He said something like, um, I hope guy gets sacked by Rick, has no money, and his new wife leaves him. Think like why? Well, then you, that's that, a proper triple one. But, that, but, that, but ones like that don't bother me because I think genuinely now, so it almost doesn't make sense. That well, no, but how sad must your life to be where you either genuinely wish that someone you've never met gets sacked, his new wife leaves him, or it's upset you that much? If I said something really bad on the podcast, yeah, fair enough. But I didn't, did I? Um, well, first off, let me be the first person. I know I've said it's off camera. We at Rick Shields Golf Show appreciate everything <laughs> oh, you do because it wouldn't be a podcast without you. Thank you. Because you produce it, you put all the questions together, you make us do it. I mean, you, you're slaving us to do it right now at 11.30 at night, mm. so I appreciate it. No, but genuinely, everyone listening, everyone watching, a guy does a tremendous job behind the scenes, and, and just because he has an opinion about somebody doesn't mean that he's a, a bad person. You're, you're a, a fantastic individual, and you don't deserve any of the, the hate that you got last week, so keep it up. And, and, and like I say, it's not always going to be to everyone's liking, like, that's and that's what an opinion is it's a podcast and people say you should have been sticking up for your friend rick it's like yeah but everyone's got an opinion i think it wasn't it wasn't unjustified like it was a grown-up adult chat and we had it out and if pete wasn't comfortable with it or everyone else it would have been aired out well there was two there was two other things that kind of annoyed me a bit the first one people saying he didn't treat him like a guest it's like well that's true in a way i get that but he shouldn't. It doesn't think Pete is a guest. We is know it, he's, he's exactly. like a mate and stuff. He's more obviously mates with you, but I kind of treat him as a kind of a mate when I'm with him. And and then also the next one, he was a guest. If you like, we had that kind of more. How do you play golf and yeah. all that stuff? But then again, what? Again, you can't read the comments too much. But what got me down a bit was people saying like, "Can he just shut up and let a guest speak?" Well, they didn't say that when we had David Cannon on, or Dan Webster, or James Robinson, or Sophie Walker, yeah, or exactly. Tubes, or all these other people where I have sat back and let the guests speak. It was one that might not be the best work, and I do look back at it and think I wish I'd said things differently. But, I don't know, you can't you, you can't take it to heart, can you, too much? Um, no, I think you do a, a mega job, and like I say, it's it's makes things interesting. Like if everyone had the same opinion, it'd be boring. I think what I also, last thing on this though, what I hate, and it's my own fault, and you can't help this, is like 
checking the comments. Oh, it's horrendous. You know that they're there. And like that day after when we were at the Aramco, I was really down, as you could tell. I was constantly checking and checking and checking, and there's loads of comments. It's like, oh. But anyway, people don't, I don't think people, but then what's also, I'm not going to name anybody's name. I had quite a few like negative comments and things on like Instagram, and I replied to people, and they say, "Oh my god, I didn't know you reply. Thanks so much." And then like followed me and stuff, and it's like, "Well, if you're going to be nasty, like, like, do you get what at I mean?" Least back it up. Yeah, <laughs> if you're going to be nasty, don't like turn back on it. At least go anyway, for it. it's it's all um, that's that's gone now. Hopefully, we'll be on some more positive podcast. Tomorrow's is a is a monster. I've not heard the bit with Victor yet. I'm looking forward to hearing that. Um, but yeah, it should be good. But like I say, you do a great job. So do not worry about any negativity, and. The clips on podcast got shared loads of views for that. So oh, thanks for that. That is what I'm here to do. That's what, that is literally what you're here to do. Right, guys, thanks for listening. Um, if you've listened this far, well done. Um, not our finest work, but <laughs> we chat a couple of guys sat on the sofa, two lads behind the camera, absolutely knackered. Can't get over them. <laughs> Matt looks absolutely <laughs> stoned. Can you just spin to Matt? <laughs> Look how tiny. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Back tomorrow, we'll fill you in a bit more with what happened at the Open, our first actual proper day there, and uh, interview with Victor, which went down really well. Yeah, it's hot in here as well, really hot. Right, we've got some more Sambuca, tequila to drink, and then off to bed. Yeah. Peace out, everyone. Enjoy your afternoon. Imagine imagine listening to this chat at like 6 o'clock in the morning. I feel sorry well, this will be out at 1 o'clock in the morning. It's now half 11, so Matt's got to upload it, and then it's out in It'll an hour and a half. It'll yeah. be asleep. No, it's just got, they'll just put it on. On the podcast first. Put it on podcast. It'll be on the video about nine, ten o'clock in the morning. Whenever Matt gets up. Right. Thanks, everybody. Rate us five stars because I had a one-star review. Somebody called me a ferret face. Stop, <laughs> please, <stop. laughs> please don't call me the ferret man anymore. Can't take it. <laughs> to be fair, that, I shouldn't have wrote that. That, that, was, that one was a bit nasty. Yeah. <laughs> uh, right, everyone. Peace out. And uh, cheers. Peace out, everybody. <laughs>